Welcome back to another episode of Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself. I am Doc Kennedy. And I am his wife, Rebecca Kennedy. <laughs> you can say it a little bit louder and I, I, a little more confidently, I would hope. <laughs> and I am his wife. Yes. <laughs> Going on five years? Yep, five yeah, years. Yeah, five years. Wow. It feels like we've been married for 10, though. Really? Eight, maybe oh. eight. <laughs> Ten. Whoa. <laughs> eight years. Eight years. Is that all me or is it the kids? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm a big chunk of that, I guess. But uh, hey. I'm going right. to be a submissive, quiet wife. <laughs> all right. For once. Oh, my gosh. So have you had a wonderful week? You know, I think I have, it, you know, mom brain, mom life. It's like the days mesh together. Um, what happened this week? Um, I really don't remember. I never <laughs> remember exactly. Like people at church will ask me, how was your week? And I'm like, I think it was fine because I'm here. We're all here. And you sound like, sound like a nut job, you know, you're like, I think it was fine. It's just, there's so much going on. It really does sometimes just blend together. Okay. Well, what's going on? Life. <laughs> I honestly cannot remember what I did this week. Okay. I talked about water birth over on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds exciting. I was actually talking to somebody the other day. I don't remember who it was, but they were asking about your line of work. And I, uh, they started asking about water births. Yeah. And it's a dream of yours. I would love to give birth in the water, but that's a whole other topic. Yes. Would you like to help someone who's giving birth in the water? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've done that. Do you bring a little life jacket? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only you would think of that. <laughs> That'd be great. They come out. And the first thing you do, <laughs> strap them on. <laughs> All right, well... Anyways, I'm sure there's one other, you know, they always say you're not the only person who has the thought that you, so I'm sure there's one other listener out there who is appreciating this yeah. and everyone well, else is just, it, is, it is free to laugh. It is. It is yes. <laughs> and think for yourself. Yes. And I think that's a wonderful idea. We should have the little life jackets. <laughs> I, I'm laughing way too much about you this. You really are, but, but hey, that's yeah. great. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Especially with the topic we're going to talk about. Yeah, totally off topic. <laughs> I uh, Real quick, I will say last weekend I had a good time. We uh, we got to spend some time with my aunt and uncle who came out from oh, Oregon. that's right. Yeah, we did. And uh, hung out with my folks and my sister. And uh, unfortunately, my brother-in-law wasn't able to make it, but uh, the kids were there. And oh, a yeah. good, good time was had. I got busted in the lip. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think we talked about that last time. I guess we did. But we didn't talk about, like, the family together thing, because it all got pushed aside to talk about you getting hit in the mouth with a oh. Frisbee. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, we saw your family. We did. We decorated the pumpkins. And, and then I don't remember what happened, you know, in the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday since then. Because of the Frisbee? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> really got her. Yeah. <laughs> You should have been in a uh, concussion protocol. I truly, I have to look at my pictures here on my phone. I, I'm truly drawing <laughs> a blank on what happened and I have to just, look, hang on just a minute. I have to. Your life is in pictures. I, well, you know, I take a lot of pictures of our kids. Well, that's uh, why you do uh, Instagram. Um, let's see. And ironically, you don't post any pictures of our kids. I don't post pictures of our children. Why is that? 
maybe about a year ago, I was just kind of feeling very weird about posting our children. And then when I got pregnant with our daughter, like there was just this extra level of protection, like mama bear that came out. Cause it's a girl. Yes. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I want my daughter on social media. And then I just started to hear from other parents and their take on everything. And the other part of it too, is everything is so public these days, you know, mm-hmm. and people post so much of their life. I mean, I don't post everything on social. I pro- I post probably, I would say th- maybe 30% of my life. Yeah. I don't post everything. I don't, I'm not like an overshare. I'm not like my life yeah. is an open book. I'm not that kind of a person at all. Um, but even still, there's so much on social media and, and like, I'm not saying this for all parents. I'm not here to judge parents who post their kids. Okay. So don't come hate me, but you know, children cannot consent to having their life on social media. And I think that being a child of the nineties, you being a child of the eighties before social media was a thing, you could just live your life as a kid. You could have your meltdowns. You could do stupid stuff as a teenager and it wasn't recorded on social media for the rest of eternity because when you post something online, it's there forever. And so there was also this thought, not only of protecting my children from creepers, not wanting them someday to come to me and ask why I posted their whole life online, why I didn't just let them have their life. Because there's things that I don't want shown up about me on social media that some people might be fine with. They might be like, well, why don't you want that on social media? Even just when you take a picture with someone and you're like, I don't like that picture. Don't post it online, you know? And so I don't want to give my children this feeling of I somehow violated their privacy or, you know, just posted things about them online that maybe they don't want their friends to see or employers to see someday. Anyways, it's just this whole thing. But I just want, I want my children to have a say in the things that the world knows about them. I just, I try to be, I just see it as part of my job of protecting them. And to just let them have their own life. And then someday when they're old enough, they can share their life on social media if they want. My, my take on it is AI can grab the pictures of anybody and turn them into perverted whatevers. Yeah, and AI is a huge problem right now. Yeah, and I don't want that for our kids. So that's kind of why we've decided to go that route. So what are we talking about today? Well, I guess we'll talk about trick-or-treating and why we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why we've taken Sound away like all the why fun. Why we don't take away, or why, why we don't take away? <laughs> I, I was trying to do a southern accent, and I can't even do that properly. <laughs> I'm not very great with accents. You have to get me in a room of like super old women that only talk in very southern accents in order for me to even get it. You're a very basic white girl. That's yes. what you told me when we met. I am. I am a basic white girl <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah. And the level of disappointment that came across my face. We can do another episode on that sometime. <laughs> of basic white girls? Of the disappointment you had when you found out I was a basic white girl. <laughs> <laughs> I will say real quick before we get into the Halloween thing. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're cooking lately. You've been on a tear here. You've my, been cooking lately? Some what good are you stuff. talking about? I cook well. well. You, you've had a good streak. I really used to going make here. pasta by hand. That was before we had kids. You okay? used to. Yeah, I know. There was I, a- I can cook. Yeah, I know, and that, but I mean, let's be fair. Sometimes not everything turns out. No, not everything turns out. And not everything. Would you say like that's the level of attention that you know these dishes lately have? Would you say like eighty percent of my cooking is stellar? 
what what percentage of my cookie would you say yeah, stellar? I'm, I'm I'm trying to find a a fair number. Uh 70? Okay. I, I can live with 70. Yeah, I think yeah. 70 is about right. I I mean, there's some dishes that I'm like, "Oh, wow. We're eating this." You know, just because it's boring. Right. But you make some stuff lately that's just Outstanding. And see, sometimes I'll make things that I don't think, I can't remember what it was that I made that I was like, this is boring, but you loved it. Or there's things that you don't love, but I'm like, this is amazing. Like the Moroccan beef stew I make, I think that's a great dish. I love it. It's simple. It's easy. I think it's actually very flavorful. You don't seem to like it as much. Well, your stews aren't thick. But it's not an actual stew. <laughs> you know, it's where I take the rice and the lentils and the I didn't want to call you out, you know, in a public forum. I here. know. You don't like how I do stew. I'm, I'm just, well, I'm not a huge soup fan. And my mom will attest to that. But you made this soup today. What is that? Zupa Toscana. Zupa Toscana? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Outstanding. And very sadly, Thank she you. gave it all away. So... <laughs> Most, most of it. Yeah, there was enough for one bowl for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> it is very good. I'm glad someone else will really be enjoying the best soup. And see, that's made. a recipe I've perfected because it's on my menu for postpartum moms. So it has to be good because I'm cooking it for other people. Okay. Well, can we make it for like you know, pre-postpartum dads? Yes, I, I'll make it for you. Okay. Yeah, I'll make, I'll make it. I'll make it at least once more. This or post-postpartum <laughs> dads. Depending on which kid. Anyway, let's get to the uh, Halloween thing. So Yes, Halloween. Growing up, did you trick-or-treat? Every year. Every year? Yes. Until what age? Well, we didn't do, you know, trick-or-treat the strangers. We would just go to our neighbor's houses who we knew. Okay. So, I mean, but I trick-or-treated till I was, you know, I mean, till I moved to Nashville, I guess. Because I have, I'm 15 years older than my youngest sibling. So then, you know, you would go with them and help them trick or treat. Oh, okay. And then it's sure. like, but the old ladies are going to give you candy. Sure. You know. So uh, let me ask you this, and this is a little bit off topic of what we were going to jump into, but I'm curious because there's a 10 year gap between us. You were born in 91, 2001 as a big terrorist attack in New York. Mm -hmm. Did you go trick or treat in that year? So that had been like a month later. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. You know, people were handling things in different oh, ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but again, we only trick-or-treated people we knew. Okay. Or we would do trick-or-treating people we knew. Or, I mean, my parents were really good about that. You know, we always trick-or-treated the same, you know, like 10 people. Okay. And they were, you know, uncles or old lady friends, you know. Okay. Um. Now, and one other serious question. Yeah. Did you ever trick anyone? No. Oh, I know. You really missed out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so growing up, of course, we did too. We would go trick-or-treat, and we went to a lot of harvest parties. Yeah, we did a lot of harvest parties. And, you know, had a good time. Always loved, uh, well, I shouldn't say love, but I really enjoyed dressing up. And, you know, that like, I've always been into acting and that type of stuff, so it was right up my alley anyway. And I, I liked the fun of that. Yeah, dressing up is fun. I liked it. it. It was a good time, and it was fairly harmless. Like, you you could go out, and especially yeah. for me, having gone out in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. It was definitely a, a simpler time, as people would say. Yeah, I remember it being very harmless. And actually, the first time, because so we would just do, like I said, you know, friends that we knew, neighbors that we knew, or harvest parties, which is, is very harmless stuff, you know. 
And like har- harvest parties at church, they always had the rule, you know, no scary costumes. And there was always the one-off person that would be like a witch or, you know, try to wear like some weird mask. But yeah, Halloween for me growing up was definitely very innocent as well. But I remember the first time actually that I was met with the reality that it is pretty dark. You know, outside of trick-or-treating people that you know or harvest parties at church, you know, always very innocent, no scary costumes, you know, just come get candy, get a Bible track or something. But I was 16 years old. I think I was about 16 years old. And I went with my siblings and I think a couple friends. And we went to the fair. The Puyallup Fair had a Halloween event. That was the first time that I was like, oh, there is a very dark side to this holiday and i didn't really understand it but i really didn't want anything to do with it really it didn't really hit me until i started getting involved with deliverance and Mm, doing as the bible says casting out demons yeah and encountering what this uh, wickedness can do to people and then digging deeper you know and you know realizing that that things like um freemasonry you know, these different things that have been embedded in our culture, uh, they're evil. They're straight up evil and demonic influence is everywhere. And also as the days have grown on, you know, uh, we're in 2023 now, right now you're seeing the real, I think we're seeing what was kind of hidden Mm -hmm. back when we were kids. Yes. What, what Halloween is actually all about. And Rebecca and I have heard testimonies from former witches who will always say, stay away from Halloween. Do not participate. It is straight up evil. You don't want any part of it. You're never going to find a witch who's doing half of Christmas or anything like that. So stop putting your feet in the water, that type of thing. And, and I agree with that. And really that's kind of the, the basis for us. Uh, not wanting our kids involved. Yeah. What was, so, cause we grew up in two very different states. Yeah. You're from Montana. I'm from Washington. Yeah. Well, and I'm from Eastern Washington too, which is totally different than Western Washington. Right. So you got two different, it, it's like the, the Cascade mountains completely split the state. Yes. So what pagan experience like in Montana or Eastern Washington? Well, I wouldn't have known when I was a kid cause we were very sheltered from that. Yeah. My folks did a great job not really exposing us to that. And also, this was 89 through 92. Sure. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Hillary Clinton. Right. You know, and we're still dealing with her. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, because again, yeah, I'm from Western Washington from, you know, the Seattle area. And the Wiccan population there is actually very strong. The county that I grew up in at the time was the most unchurched county in all of the nation. Oh, wow. And Which is Pierce County. And I remember in 2004, there was this, hu- <coughs> this huge thing with the local school district, the Pickup School District, because they decided that they weren't going to have Halloween parties in the public school anymore. One of the reasons being that little girls dressing up as witches offended the local witches. <laughs> and so they were saying that, you know, the Wiccan religion is a religion and that dressing up as a witch is like kind of caricaturing real yeah, witches that they sure. don't really have pointy hats and warty noses yeah. or whatever, <laughs> you know? So, so there's definitely a, 
enough of a population there. And then in Yelm, Washington, in 1988, there was a, I guess it's like a channeling school. Oh, wow. That was established. For TV? <laughs> You're right. No. <laughs> not, not that kind of channeling? That was, it was established by a woman named Jay-Z Knight. Okay. And she's a she channels. She channels this 3,500-year-old dead guy. Oh, yeah. So, so all that to say... Which, which we definitely believe happens, like, but oh, yeah. through, through demonic yeah. means. I will say, I knew that it was different when we moved from Montana to Washington. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a, a darker environment, in, even in what, what eastern Washington. And you would hear these stories about there being witchcraft going on. But yeah, again, you know, like I'm a kid. I didn't really right, know. And, and really, I don't know if my folks knew. I, sure. All you know is that it's dark and stay away. Right. Well, and it's definitely something that, you know, now that I've been away for a little bit and then when I go back to visit, I can def. I'm like, oh, like I definitely feel the spiritual oppression more. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just like, this is a part, the Pacific Northwest is a part of the country that is very heavily influenced yeah. by the occult yeah so well and I, so when i got out of high school i took a job in Coeur d'Alene, idaho that's in the uh, right outside of spokane washington and i could feel the spiritual darkness yeah as i was there and this was at a time in my life where i wasn't really with it spiritually sure but i could still feel it you could just sense it everywhere yeah and it's hard to explain other than you could just feel it with every fiber of your being. So how does this connect to Halloween? Well, it I think it all connects. You know, this is basically their Christmas, the dark side's Christmas. Right. So again, it, you know, I, I just go back to the basics. Okay, you got people that were high level. John Ramirez, of someone who was raised in to be a witch. Someone who was... A warlock. A warlock, yeah, yeah, raised to worship Satan, right, and do Satan's work, right, and was radically saved. And he's saying, "Why would you have any part of Halloween? Stay yeah. away from it. It's it's not worth touching. Harvest parties are a joke. Yeah, they're they are. It's the church thinking that they're doing good, and they're not. The, I guarantee there's no church on the planet, at least that I would think." Who would say, okay, we're going to cast out demons on Sunday, and then on Monday, we're going to have a harvest party and be a part of Halloween. It just, it doesn't add up. So you're saying that churches that are walking in deliverance are not celebrating Halloween? For the most part, yes. Because they understand the dark side. They understand what demons can do to people. They understand what freedom looks like. Right. So if we're free, why are we going to participate with something that's built around bondage? Are you saying that the point when you started to no longer, because we both grew up celebrating Halloween. Sure. So are you saying that the the turning point for you was when you started ministering deliverance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I, I went to a Halloween party living in Nashville. Sure. What so was I, the last Halloween party? It was like 2018, I guess. Yeah, 2018. And it wasn't like I was like out there gung-ho going door to door or anything. I was just, sure. you know, I got invited to something. I didn't have all that many friends. I'm like, hey, sure, that sounds fun. And I went and had a good time. And it was a good one to bid farewell. Yes. <laughs> My last one was in 2016. I do have fond memories as a kid, you know? And, yeah, I have a lot of fond the, memories too. That's the hard part. It's like, there, it is fun. But the enemy always attracts with fun. 
what was the year and what made you stop being a part of Halloween? So let me ask you, what was your last Halloween? You know, why did you bail? Yeah. Why did you bail on bail? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. The turning point for me was I did some research on the history of Halloween and I realized that every single part of Halloween from the costumes to the trick-or-treating to the carving of pumpkins, every part of it has very dark roots. It's all rooted deeply in the occult and it's very demonic. So for instance, dressing up in costumes, that is rooted in a Celtic tradition where they would all dress up on All Hallows' Eve because they believed that the veil between the natural and the supernatural was very thin and that essentially the dead would come back and haunt them. And so in order to avoid the dead, they would dress up hoping that the dead would not recognize them. Oh, wow. So it's very dark. And I'm like, oh, like, do I want to participate in something that has roots in that? Because roots are very important. Um, Origins are very important, especially when we talk about the supernatural, right? Mm -hmm. There's only two things in the supernatural. There is light and there is darkness. There is Jesus and there is Satan. And there is absolutely no gray area there. Yep. And so for something like dressing up to, you know, ward off some dead spirit, I'm like, well, I don't want any part of that. And I've had supernatural experiences and I understand the darkness. And I was like, I just don't want to be any part of that. And so anyways, without diving into a whole history of Halloween, my turning point was learning about the history and the origins of everything associated with Halloween. And then got pregnant with our son. And I was just like, you know, I really don't want my children to be a part of this. And like no judgment on our families. I'm not here to judge any other families. You know, I just really felt like we cannot raise our children to live in any kind of gray area when it comes to the supernatural. Like they really need to know that there is light and there is darkness and that's it. And, and I want our children to be spiritually mature. I want them to be powerful in the Lord to see people set free. And, you know, I want my ceiling to be their floor. And so if my ceiling is down in the gutter, you know, like, They're not going to get very far. So just wanting our children to have the best start spiritually. As the times are darker right now, and I don't think anyone would deny that right now in the middle of war, and this is a big war that we're in, a big spiritual war, we just can't risk sending our children out into the darkness and especially to participate in celebrating darkness. Right. Well, and even if you don't believe... You know, that cur- that witches curse candy or that Halloween. You know, I see a lot of debate online about the origins of Halloween. Okay, well, even if you even if you don't believe in any of that, that's fine. But it is a fact, modern times, you don't have to look very far to find this information. It is a fact that Halloween has the highest rate of kidnappings. Mm-hmm. It is a night of human sacrifice. Yes, it there is. There are tons of orgies that go on. There's just so many disgusting horrific things that happen on Halloween, you know? And I mean, you talk about things like sacrifice that is just so dark, so evil. That's just, that's a level that a lot of people don't even comprehend that. I mean, I even don't comprehend honestly on just that basis. 
there's still all of these things that happen that are very dark, very grotesque yeah. that I really don't want to be involved with. So in that, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to participate in Halloween. I'm not going to raise my children to think that anything about that is harmless. And we mm-hmm. are seeing this exposed more and more, you know, I mean, like you said, the things that have been hidden are really coming to light. If you just go to comment sections on Instagram, you know, or you just look at even the movies that are put out, like Hocus Pocus that came out, I think it was a year or two ago, just the darkness with that. This is a dark stretch that we're in. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's 20 years ago. Like we shouldn't have been participating in it when we were kids. Right. But our folks didn't know any better. Now that we know better, we do have an obligation to do the right thing. You know, James talks in, in the book of James, it talks about if you know it's the right thing, you do yes. the wrong thing, it is a sin. He who sees the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. Okay. Well, I didn't read that translation. But. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and you have a point. It, it it has gotten so dark. I mean, even just the decorations at sure. Walmart, you can see <laughs> the difference between when I was a kid and there were a lot of, you know, the great pumpkin and Charlie Brown and all of these like more fun, lighthearted yeah. things, Winnie the Pooh. Now it's like everything is skeletons yeah. and bloody, gory. Way more skeletons. Yeah, way more skeletons. Now even this year we have like 10-foot skeletons in everybody's yard. Yeah. And it's like everybody's got graveyards up in their front yard. Our pastor's neighbor has a, a literal altar in their front yard with a goat on it and like demons on the side. Okay, this is a level of darkness that we were not experiencing even 10 years ago, no. even five years ago. So things have gotten so much darker. Well, I would say that it's just manifesting. Yes. It was right. already that yeah, dark it was before. There, but now it's just coming. Now we're getting to see it. Yeah. So now that we're seeing it, we have an obligation. And if you're feeling, yeah. if you're listening to this and you have been feeling like, well, maybe we shouldn't be participating, but you're struggling with it, you know, should, do I want to take away my kids' fun? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the enemy is going to want you to participate. And that's the bottom line. And this is a little bit of tough love. But the enemy is going to want you out there. And the right thing to do is to just say no. And yeah. that if that means that your kids are going to feel embarrassed or whatever, they'll get over it. They'll be all right. Yeah. But you as the parent, you have to stand up. And like Rebecca was talking about earlier, you know, it's protecting your children. You know, yeah. whether you're putting their pictures online you, you know, if you feel like you, you shouldn't be doing that, then don't do it. If you have that nudge. Yeah. Well, and to that yeah. point, and, I mean. And if you do, if you're not wanting to go down this road of, of just uh, not participating, we're not looking down on you. Yeah, we are not here to judge. No, but this is where we're, we're at. But a lot of people are here. And that's yes. the point. Like, there's a lot of people here. And I think there's a lot of people that feel like they don't, they're not empowered to just say no. And that's not true. You can always say no. I love the word no. (laughs) (laughs) My submissive wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, do the right thing. And you're not going to regret it. You know, you'll look back and say, wow, we overcame. And we were able to even just have a peaceful night. Have a peaceful week. If taking off that one night has to be worth it. Yes. I, I would think so. Yes. Well, and to the point about children, th- you know, this is, a, this is a big point. This is why a lot of parents, a lot of Christian parents, we should say, again, I like to speak to Christians. I think it's most of them. 
Oh, I, and and I don't think that it's just Christians. But I I'm do saying think for that me there's a spiritual. Yes, but personally, I like when I talk about things like this. I like to speak to Christians because sure. we have a standard by which we're supposed to live. Yeah, yeah. And that's well. th- that's how I can relate. So, for Christian parents specifically, you know, I understand wanting to make memories with your kids, and it was, you know, fun when you were a kid. But if you're and if you're worried, if you feel that nudge to maybe stop participating in Halloween but you're worried about your children and wrecking their childhood or making them feel left out or whatever. Obviously as a parent, you don't want to, you know, you don't want your kid to be the one that's the oddball out. But this is another part that I think of, you know, as our children are going to be older right now, they're too young to even understand, but as they're going to be older, the things that I think about are, okay, you know, if they're five years old and they're out trick or treating, you know, I can't control the decorations that are out at the houses. They go trick or treat. If they're walking up to a house that has a full graveyard in the front yeah, or mannequins that talk or some bloody gory altar scene out front, is that fun for my child? Do I want my child to be exposed to that just for the sake of fitting in and getting a piece of candy? No, like that's scary to a child. I don't want them to see that. So just on that basis alone, I mean, okay, maybe I don't need to take them trick or treating. And then as far as them feeling left out of things, if we're raising our children to serve the Lord, they're automatically going to quote unquote miss out on things that their friends are doing. My children are not going to be allowed to go to parties. They're not going to be allowed to do drugs. They're not going to be allowed to get drunk. You know, the more I would say extreme things, of course, that we don't want our children participating in. So this is a great opportunity to teach them. Well, other people are doing this, but we don't do this because we follow Jesus. Also with that, if you are teaching your children to walk in this higher level of understanding of their identity in Christ, if you're teaching them to have supernatural authority, that they have authority to heal the sick and cast out demons and raise the dead, then they're not even going to want to participate in this. Like I believe that our children your and my children specifically, that because we're training them in this, they will be able to see once they're of age, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, they will be able to see and understand the darkness and why we don't participate in this. Yep. And then the last thing with this is Halloween is such a day of death. And personally for me, this is very personal to me and I know it's personal to you. We both want to see the dead raised. I've wanted to see the dead raised since 2016. And I'm raising my children to be able to have that power and authority. When I talk about my ceiling being their floor, I want them to be able to walk in that level of authority and healing. And I don't want to do anything to compromise that. And so if, if I want to see the dead raised in my lifetime, if I want my children to be able to have that level of authority, then I don't want them to participate in a day that just has so much darkness, you know, like going back to the human sacrifice that happens on that night. Why, why would I muddle that? I don't want to muddle that for them. I don't want to muddle that for myself. Yeah. These are some dark days, but I I agree with everything that Rebecca says, you know, and for us, it's also, it's not them choosing to, to go with Halloween. And I know that she kind of touched on this, but it's us putting them out there and we're just not going to do that. So we're not going to put them out in, in darkness and that's okay. You know, I went to school with Jehovah Witness kids who couldn't participate with Christmas, you know, and 
it was okay. <laughs> like, it's going to be all right. You know, it's just a different, different times. And as you're looking at the world today, you know, you might be discouraged. You might be feeling like things are hopeless and hoping that either the world explodes or Jesus comes back. But, you know, we really believe that God's great reset is right around the corner. We can talk about that sometime, but that things are going to turn and uh, things are going to be uprooted. All sorts of evil is being exposed. And we are super grateful for that. And, you know, just ready for what God's doing on this planet. I'm so excited to be on earth right now. And I know Rebecca is too. And for our kids, uh, the future that they have is bright. So with that said, I think uh, we can wrap it up here. Uh, folks can follow me on uh, Instagram at Comedian with Cards. Yes. And then you can follow uh, the Substack, please. DocKennedy.substack.com. And you can find me on Instagram at your.holistic.doula. And we'll put all of these links in the show notes. Amen to that. 